Welcome to Dice with Death, where anyone could die at the roll of the dice. I'm your direct messenger, Ollie Bateman, and joining me again for this week's performative Dungeons and Dragons podcast is Chatty Badger's Jamie Powis. We hope the shopkeeper Helena will be in love forever, but only if we can pull her brains back together. I'm Ark. Oh. <laughs> Bloody dark. Wow. Because at the end of the last episode, you heard a gunshot go off. We don't quite know what's going on there, um, but we'll find out very soon. We're also joined by IGN's Amy Mallet. Found a sassy jungle bird who could talk the talk. Now I'm hooking up a guy with a sexy orc. Ooh. I am Zakaya. <laughs> nice. Scylla Black in the house, as, as Zakaya <laughs> Rubble Dusk. It's blind to date! Um, also joining us this week is, of course, WhatCulture.com's Adam Wilborn. The name's Titus, master of disguise, half Goliath, half tree. Just like John Cena, you can't <laughs> see me. Unless I want you to, throwing shapes down the local... Over to you, Ollie. Have those guards gone postal? Postal and local doesn't really rhyme, but I'm, I'm allowed. That was very good. I think that deserves a very small, tiny clap off mic. There we go. Tiny okay. clap, tiny clap off mic. Is everybody ready to continue with the adventure? Yes. Yes. It's twice you've ended with a gunshot now, you cheeky thing. I am very cheeky for my gunshots. We'll see how this episode ends. Previously on Dice with Death, while Ark was distracted carving a new gnomish family sign for Zakaya up in a tree, a sniper shot rang out from the dense forest, piercing Zakaya's gut as she slept. Titus and Zakaya then took cover behind some trees while Ark charged the attacker after seeing the sheen of his sniper scope, as well as a shiny transparent object in the sniper's utility belt as he lay prone in the bushes. Zakaya channeled her spirit forest totem in the form of a bear and created an aura of protection around the group. Amazingly, Titus then dressed up as a tree and fooled the sniper into thinking he was some kind of forest ent. Zakaya cast Ice Knife before Ark lay waste to the sniper, slashing down into him with his short sword. After the leaves had settled, you all investigated the sniper's body and surrounding area. Zakaya found dog tags with the numbers 091289 on them, and Ark found a transparent glass rectangle that he recognized as a holocard, a piece of equipment used to issue out orders to military troops in the field. But this one was slightly different. After noticing wires protruding outside of the holocard's body, Zakaya knew immediately that without official access to the holocard, you'd need a neckjacker or electrical engineer to break into the object. Ark left the conversation again to go back into the tree, while a puzzled Zakaya and Titus got some rest back in their bedrolls. Ark woke Zakaya up an hour later and anxiously gave her the sign that he had painstakingly made all this time as an apologetic olive branch for his behaviour over the last few days. Zakaya sobbed with all her emotion into his shoulder and the two of you then had an incredibly hard conversation where Ark detailed his whole involvement with finding Planewalker in the Forest of Een, testing its weaponized capabilities out at sea, defying his commanding officer by trying to stop the attack and being on the command platform when Planewalker destroyed everything that Zakaya had held dear to her. Zakaya then said that she could, in time, forgive Ark if he would help her take revenge against his Aarakocran commander, Haliatus Aves. As you both shook hands, lightning crashed in the sky above you, forming a perfect triangle, like the one you saw in your comatose visions, and the rain came pouring down. You all got some rest, sheltered from the rain, woke up and headed down the hill towards where Ark had spotted the town from his scouting in the sky earlier that morning. You pushed through the overgrown foliage and into the town down a quiet high street, where you heard merriment and 
song coming from a busy tavern in the distance. After weighing up your options, you decided to enter the electronics store dead ahead of you, where Zakiah quickly got acquainted with an intelligent jungle bird and a shy, olive-skinned gentleman at workbench. Zakiah used speech of the woods to communicate that you wanted to gain access to the holocard on the hush-hush. The bird and olive-skinned man agreed in exchange for gold or services. At that moment, a beautiful half-orc woman walked by the store, to which you could tell the olive-skinned man was infatuated with. Zakiah realized an opportunity here, told the man and the bird that she would try to set up a date between them both as a service to gain access to the holocard. With Ark and Titus completely unclear about the deal Zakira just struck up, you all headed to the tavern in search of the half-orc lady and in pursuit of Madame Mordana. In a packed tavern filled with heavily armed guards and white-collar workers, Titus and Zakiah pushed through the crowds to get to the bar, while Ark was lost in a sea of merry people and rock and roll jams. While at the bar, Zakiah noticed a purple curtain in the corner of the room, with a sign above it that said, Mystic Helena, as well as a group of curious guards who had set their sights on Ark, who were heading straight towards him. Zakiah and Titus successfully dosy dove their way over to Ark and grabbed him before the guards could get close, ducking into the room behind the purple curtain. In Ark's case, he reluctantly but perfectly moonwalk glided into the room with a nat 20 performance check. While you all took in the splendor of the furnishings within the room, the half-orc lady with a strong Parisian accent grabbed you all and stuffed you into a closet at the back of the room and told you not to make a sound. The guards entered the room, pointed a gun into the half-orc lady's forehead, and pushed her down to her knees before the sound of a gunshot echoed out in the small room. And that's where we are now. From the closet you're hidden in, you hear the gunshot ring out in this tiny room, deafening the guards closest to it. All of the guards look to be from a mixed heritage background, all half-human and half-other humanoid races, and are wearing very rudimentary clothes and heavily armed with basic short swords and rifles. But you see a much taller half-orc with a finely pressed uniform walk into the room, brandishing his ornately decorated pistol towards the ceiling, and it's smoking as if it's oh. just been fired. He opens up to the room and says, Laddies and ladies, please! What's all the commotion going on in this establishment? You see one of the guards shyly pipes up while prying his fingers from his ringing ears and says, Oh, oh yeah, sorry, Magnus. We thought we saw some newbies come through the door and that's Lieutenant Brink to you, laddie. Don't be getting me confused with a bottom-of-the-barrel lowlife with a first name. Think long and hard about what you call me before I demote you to shit-shoveler. He turns his eyes from the guards towards Mystic Helena who is still on her knees, but has her head turned towards the closet that you're all stuffed inside. I don't think the Lady Helena would be hating anything from us, do you? Imagine the stupidity of the woman hating anything from us, the jackals. The guards all chuckle to themselves and say, yeah, that'd be pretty stupid, wouldn't it, boss? <laughs> yeah, we're the jackals. Hey, <laughs> that it would be, you dumb fuck of a dung heap. What are you, a fucking parrot? No, no. If Elena here were to hide anything from us, then her life would become a living hell. He starts walking past Helena, still on her knees, not saying a word. And he approaches the closet at the back of the room and nods to his guards, who cock their rifles and raise them towards the first door of the closet. You're all stuffed inside, 
at the very back of the closet. If you're looking at the closet, you are on the left side of the closet, right at the back of it. And you're all trying not to make a sound. Everybody go ahead and roll perception checks, please. Has anyone got like a Jedi mind trick? This is not the cupboard you're looking for. <laughs> Anybody? I've disguised myself as a coat, I think. <laughs> Ark. 11. Zakaya. 20, but not natural. Titus. 16. Okay. Zakaya, you've got a modded 20, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. You stare through the crack between the doors and you see Helena staring back at you, eyes wide, and she's mouthing something to you all away from the eyes of the guards just behind her. With a modded 20, you just about lip-read her words. I think she's saying, kiss me, kiss me. (laughs) Smart-ass motherfucker. (laughs) Running joke in three episodes now. Well done, guys. We'll always get it in. (laughs) Always. Um, Yeah, you, you, Zakai, you lip-read her words, and um, they seem to say to you, whatever happens, stay perfectly still. Magnus starts to open the doors one by one. A bit like Randall in Monsters, Inc. You know, when Sully, Boo and Mike are all in the cubicles and he's punching the doors open one by one. He's going down the doors each time. That would be an idiotic thing to do, wouldn't it, Alina? After all that we've done for you, sparing you from the mines and giving you this cushy little setup to make a coin or two while the others spend their days labouring away to find the very thing you said was in that cave. Magnus opens even more doors of the closet one by one, finding nothing of interest as he makes his way along the wall of floor-to-ceiling wardrobes. Magnus reaches the final door on the closet. His men step forward. Rifles at the ready. And he springs the door open. The light from the candles in the room glares through the hinged doors and he stares into the opening for a second, exactly where you three are sat. And he sees... nothing. See, lads? Nothing. Now get out of my sight before I put you all on night shifts for a month. The guards all lower their weapons and usher themselves out of the room, murmuring as they go. And he steps back from the wardrobe, closes the door on you all, turns towards Mystic Helena, and he says, And you, wee lassie, be a good little half-orc and start the preparations. I'll see you at the fight pits later. He pulls back the purple curtain and exits the room. You hear three more gunshots go off as he shouts to the packed bar, Everybody back to work! If I didn't see you heading toward their mains in five seconds, I'll waste you right here! And you hear everybody, everybody, shuffle out of the tavern. Silence comes across the room and the immediate area. What do you do? Well, you two shit yourselves there, didn't you? (laughs) I feel like one of us just has to go... Oh, I can't do it. You know, like when it's a really wet, squeaky fart, <laughs> just like comes out in fear. <laughs> uh, I um, can't do it. I'm a lady. Oh, I can't no, I do that sound. Really, oh, I, I'm, Jamie, you don't know me. I love a good fart. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. Uh, do you think we'll be able to get to the bar now? <laughs> 
You see Mystic Helena through the crack of the wardrobe that you're all just still in having toots with each other. Um, and she gets up off of her knees, sits back down on the stool that's around the table in the middle of the room. And she goes, oh, fuck me. That was close. It's so hard. It's so hard when there's a fucking gun in your face. My God. Mystic Helena, um, what's, what's happened to your voice? Who said, oh, you're still in the closet. Hold up. And she goes over and opens the door and goes, you can all come out now. Like, you can all, come on, you can all get out. She's looking into the closet. She can't see you. She's going, come on, come out now. You're safe. I'm sure they've gone. I think they've all left. Oh, merci beaucoup, Mr. Kalena. <laughs> Ça va? I love the idea that now now he understands her, but he didn't before when she was talking <laughs> French. But now he's like, bonjour. <laughs> oh, I guess I guess what you're what you're on about is the the accent, right? The accent that I I had on before. He's the elephant oui, in the oui. room, yeah. We oui, we. Oui. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, that was when these guys ransacked the town, the jackals. I I put the accent on because. I panicked. I just panicked when they went into town. There was nothing more to it. I, I, I didn't want them to, you know, find out more about me and who I was. So the accent just came in a moment of panic. Um, but yes, uh, I should probably explain. I'm Madame Mordana. Pleasure to meet you. <gasps> it is you. And she extends oh. her Dear hand. Diary out. jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she extends her hand out to. Shake all of your hands. I grab it first. All of our hands at once. <laughs> we all just. <laughs> she has three hands. The third hand just pops out of her head. <laughs> In some weird forehand shake, you all shake hands, and she goes, "Now, who are you? And what in the nine L's are you doing here?" Um, can I firstly just say thank you, and secondly, ask if you're single? Uh... Asking for a friend. We are asking not for, no, I'm, I'm not into to humans. I'm sorry. Right. So. It's oh, not, you're an orc. Sorry. I'm not into orcs either. It's the, it's like, the no, the no, the no feathers. Blowing this, blowing this dude. Uh, <laughs> if someone who looked a bit more like me was asking. <laughs> I'm just going to step back into that closet and disappear again. <laughs> <laughs> Like the Homer Simpson meme, you disappear yeah. into the Oh, ash. yes, when he goes on the phone. <laughs> she goes, what? And, uh, what, does it, what does it matter if I'm single? What's the... I, I don't understand. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute, uh, Madame Modana. Th- first of all, thank you so much for saving us. We really appreciate it. Um, who were those jerk-offs besides the jackals, clearly? Well, uh, yeah, they're the, they're the jackals. They're a... They're a militarized gang of solar naval rejects. Um, they have different chapters all over the solar system, apparently, kind of like a club for military veterans or something. But they're part of the Azulian chapter on account of, you know, we're on the planet of Azul. But are you on about their leader, Magnus Brink? Yeah, that, that, that guy. I mean, I take it he is, he's something about the mines? Yeah, the, the, the one who came swinging his dick in. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, from what I've gathered, him and his crew were, they were militia let go from the Solar Navy because of their mixed heritage. You know, they go town to town away from big cities of Azul and capitalise and others less armed than themselves, you know, like use up the resources and move on, that kind of thing. Mm. But yeah, the <laughs> part of the lie with, uh, you know, my 
Parisian accent, which uh, I was putting on when they ransacked the town. I told them, you know, it's a bit of a lie, but I, I told them about legendary wish stones in the caves to the north. Um, I've, I've had them at it for months, like trying to find these wish stones, but it, um, that lie seems to keep me and my people alive for the time being. Ah, because they assume you're valuable if you know the location of the wish stones. They're not going to kill you if you could help them find them. Yeah, exactly. But by all accounts, wish stones are completely bollocks, utterly made up. Like, <laughs> there are no wish stones in that cave. It's just another lie that I told to, like, stop them from killing all my people. Sounds like this town's on the uh, brink of disaster. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess you yeah, I guess you could say that. She doesn't see the humor in that. <laughs> We're all just dying with laughter. <laughs> Seriously, what are you doing here? What are you like no one new comes to this town. Like how did you get in? How, like why are you here? What are you doing? I have a question before we answer that. How come obviously as a, an unofficial rogue, they couldn't see me, but how come they couldn't see these other two in the cupboard? Uh sorry, uh uh, je, je voudrais, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's an invisibility spell cast on that wardrobe. So anything that goes in it can hide. And I did do a, like a, I, I did cast message and I, I sent that through the door to one of yours and I know one of yours heard it, but I wasn't quite sure who did. Um, but you stayed perfectly still. So you need to thank yourselves really for not, ending up on the slab like many others have mm. done before. Well, you asked why we came. We came to find you. Aura Scalesguard sent us. Aura Scalesguard. Fucking hell, I've not heard that name in years. Aura Scalesguard. Head of head of the Seraclean political thingamabobby, what's it, you know? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Why has she sent you free to me? We're supposed to ask you where we can find Mr. Moto Hirokoshi. And you see a look on Madame Mordana's face as you say Mr. Hirokoshi. Her eyes widen and she steps back and she says, Bloody hell. Okay, one sec. And she turns around back to the closet and she opens the first two doors and she starts rummaging around through this closet looking for it. And she's saying, I've got it somewhere. It is somewhere. I've, oh, where have I put that? Is it under here? Is it? And she, she. Mr. Hirokoshi, are you in there? <laughs> <laughs> she, after a laborious minute of like looking for whatever it is that she is looking for, um, she pulls out a piece of parchment that's folded over. It's like A5 size. And she says, Mr. Hirokoshi asked that I use this new start here to give shelter to those who needed it so i have had some other really weird request as well like in this letter that i got from him but look i'll read it out aloud it might make more sense to you if i read it out aloud because i can i swear the last half of this letter makes no sense to me whatsoever and you can see on the letter that there's a wax seal which has been broken so she's obviously opened it and read it before um and she reads the letter as follows, and it says, Take the path northwest of Uji, beyond the overgrowth. 
There you'll find land, a wondrous item, and coin. Become a beacon of hope for rejected Ugeans and welcome all. Furthermore, give shelter to a storm, a bear, and an anvil. They are the triangle that points to Mount Ugea. Swim in the sky cavern and be delivered. Does that shit make any fucking sense to you, Free, whatsoever? Not the stuff about the damn sky cavern or whatever that was, but we have been casually dreaming about bear, a storm, and an anvil for a bit. Dreams? Mm, I mean, it's pretty vague. It's kind of like a horoscope, isn't it? You take what applies to you, but I, th- <laughs> I think we're good. I think there's something there. Did Mr. Moto Hirokoshi give that to you? Yeah, he... Um... I've never met the guy. Never in my life have I met this guy, but I received a letter from him a few years ago and he told me about this place, about Iliad and an Allcaster and a stash of gold in the hills. And so once I was banished from Uji, you know, with a travel ban and all that, I came here and started from the ground up. So yeah, that's all I know. But everything that I've done to start this town pre the jackals turning up has been because of that man, Moto Irokoshi. He told me to come here. He told me to, you know, be a refuge for people from Uji who were cast out by the solar Navy. So I ain't about to stop. I ain't about to stop filling out whatever prophecy this is. She looks to all three of you and she says, Please take a seat. Everybody sit down at the table and she pulls stools up and she sits down herself um, and she kind of like clicks her fingers and like stretches out. Says, Please sit down. I just said that wasn't Foley. That was that was uh, Ollie actually clicking his fingers right there. Um, <laughs> just thought I'd say that. <laughs> I think I can do my neck as well. Hold up. Oh, no, don't. No, you're right. You're good. Oh, you're good. You're good. You're good. Go. We, got the, we got the click. But yeah, she, um, she gestures to all of you guys and asks you to sit around the table. Yeah, I sit around the table. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I'll take a seat. There are four stools. She's at the it's a round table. It's a round wooden table. She's just on one. Who's to her left? Who's to her right? And who's sat in front of her? I'll sit in front of her. Okay, Ark, you sit dead opposite her. That seems like a lot of eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sit to her left. I'll take the, the one on the right. You'll sit round the table. And she says Aura Scales Guard sent you to me and you've been having these dreams and these dreams somehow reference what's in my letter. Am I, am I, is that the gist of what's going on here so far? Yes. And Aura wants you, wants me to get you three to Mr. Hirokoshi. Yeah. He apparently knows way more about this than she does. And... Than anyone does. And Aura also said, we might have to go on a date with someone. I, I, I'm not sure if we mentioned that yet or... Hold up, what? Like, I'm just a messenger here. Mr. Hirokoshi works in, in strange ways, I'm, I'm told, and it, we've, we've been told it's imperative that you go on a date. And you need to go on your date to swim in the sky, Kevin. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah That's yeah, 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 yeah. where your date is going to take place. But, I, yeah. but, I, but I've never... I've never met Mr. Hirokoshi. Why would I go on a date with him? I don't even oh, know no. if it, like if, no, 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 if, no, no, if he's my no. type or not. Girl, th- a date has been chosen for you by the powers of 
dating. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been dreaming about this for a while as well, and we think it's imperative that you, because you know, you know how prophecies, what prophecies are like, man. They're a bit like them chain letters. If you don't forward it on, everybody you love might die, and you might get bad luck for seven years. So yeah. you probably want to obey a prophecy, don't you? And ju- just to confirm, there's nothing lewd in the dreams we've had about the date. It's oh, no. a very, very respectful date. Mm. Um, He's a lovely some guy. Would catch, some would say he was a catch. Great catch. Absolutely. Intelligent. Yeah. Let the sky see your cavern. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need everybody here to roll me deception checks, please. Surely this is like a three-way help action right now. Uh, <laughs> Ark. Uh, 12. Zakiah. 18. Titus. 13. That's not bad, you know. (laughs) She knows that you're all lying immediately about dreams about a date. She goes, I'm sorry. Like, I wasn't born yesterday. Nobody has a dream about me dating anybody. So, like, I believe you up until now. Like, everything that's in the letter and, like, just the fact that you're here and you've mentioned all this stuff that's in the letter, I believe you, but that dream bollocks no who who wants to go on a date with me who has asked you who has put you up to this there's a really nice shy guy with olive skin in the engineers like electrical shop very sassy parrot he's such a nice guy we've known him we go way back sweet man very sweet man Mm. um seeing as you've just entered this town i don't think you go that far back not going to make you roll a deception roll for that, but... Um. <laughs> I mean, I knew him from before, like before he came to the town. Dig up, roll, another, dig up. roll another deception check, please, Akaya. Not 20. Come on, baby. 12. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she knows that you guys are very new in town. Nobody new comes to this town or survives long. She goes, so you mean, you mean Kuda? The, the the olive skin gentleman with the with the white fishtail ponytail that guy yeah i guess i mean i'll be lying if i said i knew his name despite our rich history <laughs> together um yeah no i i'm sorry i shouldn't lie to you madam modana we just we feel like he's a really nice dude there's definitely you know there's nothing in it for us it's just we want to see romance happen he apparently according to his parrot which is the strangest sentence i've ever said is really into you I'm going to cast guidance on um, <laughs> on Zakiah under the table if I can. <laughs> uh, r- right. Roll me a sleight of hand check. Oh, no. Actually, no, a sleight of hand I'm all right with. Um, <laughs> it's a nat one. It's a nat one. <laughs> I bang my hand on the table. I start yeah. the spell very loudly. Just kicks yeah, me you- in the leg. <laughs> You say you you shout the spell. You go guidance and touch the <laughs> I'm sorry, he has spell Tourette's. He does that from time to time. Um, she goes, "All right, well, seeing as your bird brain friend over here wants to cast spells and all that, I already know that you're lying about that. What is in it for you if you get him to go on a date with me?" In all honesty, we there isn't really anything for us because we were supposed to be getting a hollow card looked at from his electrical shop. We could so have paid for it. We have gold. But then we realized that he was in love with you. And I rather foolishly was like, oh, that's a great thing. What a lovely thing we could do. We could help someone. And that could be the debt. 
So we kind of agreed for a favor. We agreed that they'd sort our holocard out. We'd give, uh, we'd try to get you to give him a chance. But I don't believe that this guy is a bad guy. I seem, he seems really lovely. I think it would be a really good thing. You see Madame Morgana kind of, she sits kind of upright on the stool and she's beautiful. Like she is absolutely stunningly gorgeous. And she, she has this tiny little smirk come out of the corner of her mouth and she goes, everything that's happened so far has happened because of this letter. And I want to follow the word of Mr. Hirokoshi. So any way that I can help you guys out, I will. So if you want me to go on a date with this guy, that I'll absolutely do that. But what's what's so important on this holocard that you need to know? We don't really know that yet. We just know that an engineer has to access it. And how did it how did it come to be in your possession? Found it. Found it. Just found it. Where'd you find it? In the in the forest, just on the floor in the forest in the forest. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm, forest. Forest floor. Mm. Forest floor. When Titus Titus was a tree. Roll me a deception check with disadvantage, oh, please. You don't. With with disadvantage, you say. With disadvantage, please. We're lying so much to this poor woman who's clearly an ally. <laughs> you know the, uh, the Key and Peel sketch where he's got the, the sweat dripping off him. Like, that's <laughs> <Yes. not> history, <laughs> Titus. <laughs> oh well, that's not good if it's with disadvantage. Seven. <laughs> and she goes. I might not have left the town for a number of months, but I know when somebody's lying to me, you don't just stumble across a holocard. These things are given out to solar naval, bounty hunters, ex-military. Like, there is no way that you found this in the forest. So does anybody want to start fessing up and start being, start being a bit truthful with me? Yes, yes. Sorry, Madame Mordana. Ark? Yeah, Titus, Titus in all his failings and Zakaya's failing of deception finally defaults to the dad of the group um, <laughs> to, to come clean on this matter. So we're all wanted criminals. Um, I would say that we are unjustly hunted. Um, for example, Zakaya here saved a dog. I fed some kids. Um and- uh, I'm not really sure. Well, um, Titus uh, match fixed is what I'm told. Uh, so that's probably not you know not the, the best intentions or whatever. But um, the two of us are very upstanding, and and uh, Titus doesn't doesn't know about it. Um, he tells us um, never done an, never done an insight check on him, but uh, he he says that um, <laughs> he say, he says he doesn't know about it. Um, and yeah, so we're we're being hunted. We've also I don't know blew up a, a, a base, killed a load of people, sunk a ship. We released a um, shark. We released a shark. And you might have heard of us. <laughs> it, it has only been four days, but we have done a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> it's like the bloody hangover. <laughs> what haven't we done in four days? You tell Madame Mordana of your uh, travels, of how you've ended up here, and she is she's very sympathetic to towards you and uh, the situation that you're in um being hunted by bounty hunters out in the wilderness is not anything that she would wish upon anybody who comes through this town um and she says so you got this off a bounty hunter am i right yes yeah 
And they were trying to kill us. So, you know, we defended ourselves and then we casually plucked it off their body. Some of us made us look like themselves look like trees. We, we all we all dealt with it in different ways. <laughs> if you just need me to go on a date with this olive skin fella, Kuda, I will I will happily, happily do that for you. I'll tell you what, I'll go across to the shop, I'll swoon at him a little bit, and I'll see if I can get him to speed up this holocard. Is that, how does that sound for all three of you? Can I ask a question? Does he still think you're French? Because that could be quite a shock. <laughs> no, 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 my dear. She looks at you quite sweetly. Um, and she says, I only put the accent on when the jackals invaded the town. Everybody here knows me as Madame Mordana, but I hid as Mystic Helena. You know, my, my gifts, my magical gifts, which I kind of get the feeling all three of you are a bit imbued with um have helped the town out a lot they've kept my people alive and if they were to know more about my magic they would put me to more heinous uses against the townsfolk and i can't have that so he knows he knows i'm not parisian he he knows i'm just a a half-orc lady only use the accent with the jackals or there might be one other occasion ahead of a date, which could, you know, could go well. I'm just, I'm just open to possibilities. Can I check whether she only ever uses it with the jackals or she has used it in certain other, let's say, role-playing scenarios? Ah, I see what you mean, big guy. Okay. You reckon if I get under the sheets that that accent comes out and you think that I, I rock that for a bit of, for a bit of under the sheet loving? Yeah, maybe once or twice, but you know, just because I can put it on every now and then. So <laughs> stop it. All right. Okay. So I need to go smooch this guy, but I think more importantly, I, Ark, Mr. Ark, can I call you Ark? Just Ark. Mr. Ark's my father. No, I was literally <laughs> about to make that joke. <laughs> Great mind. She, she sits down across from you all and, um, you get the feeling that something is troubling her slightly with the letter, with your appearance here. Um, and she says, give me your hand a second. I'm going to open my hand palm up and put it in front of her. She, with her right hand, um, touches the back side of your hand and kind of caresses it in hers. And she stares so deeply into your eyes that for a moment you do think she's coming on to you. Um, But as she touches your hand, her eyes roll back into her head and a blinding white light starts to shine out from them as if you were looking directly into oncoming traffic. You feel a wind with the force of a hurricane start to whistle around you, Zakaya and Titus, as if you're in the eye of a storm. You see all the furnishings in the room, cushions, curtains, trinkets that are on tables, uplifted from their space and start orbiting you in a violent cascade of like crashing and smashing, all the while feeling safe at the center of this chaos. The blinding white light pierces your eyes and it invites you into a vision arc. What do you do? I go with it. Arc, you appear out of this bright light, soaring in the sky, 
through blackened clouds that line the entire horizon and echo with the rumbles of a thunderous night. The rain is pouring over your feathers and dripping off of your beacon talons as you look down towards an apocalyptic wasteland. Roll me a perception check. Zakira and Titus, while this is going on, you're not in this vision. You are just watching, sat in the middle of this eye of a storm at this table, while you see Ark's eyes are white hot white as well. Like, mm. hands are touching, the wind is just whistling around you in this room, and you just, you just see this chaos going on. Someone shut the front door! Oh, sorry. There's a breeze, <laughs> there's a draft! What'd you get, Ark? 18. 18, okay. Ark, amongst all this thunderous clouds, you see two figures clouded in shadow hundreds of feet below you, charging towards an entire battalion of dark and twisted creatures in a skittering advance across the wasteland. Hundreds of thousands of these things with crimson red eyes locked onto the two figures' positions while the sound of haunting whispers reverberates completely across the landscape. You also see a sheen appear across a massive, almost 200-foot-tall object in the sky that is totally obscured by dark magic. Do I recognise the whispers? Have I heard these whispers before? Roll me an insight check. Uh, That is... Hold on. 15. You recognise... The darker noises, the darker sounds, the darker voices that are trying to pierce through into your ears. Do I feel the storm is with me or against me? Roll me another insight check. Uh, that's a 10. You think it could be either way. You, you cannot determine whether the storm is with you or against you. When all these noises are trying to get in your head, you hear dark voices trying to pierce your mind. You hear almost soft warm sounds as well trying to trying to get up into your psyche and then silence devoid of all other sounds around you you don't hear the skittering critters on the floor anymore you don't hear the thunder around you the only thing you hear are the voices that you heard at the start so warm soft and then more insidious more otherworldly with kind of more of a malicious intent um roll me roll me another insight check that is 16 you try with your keen bird-like senses your hearing to filter through all these voices and noises that are coming towards you you pick out a voice that has no insidious intent or malice towards you and it very clear as day in your head says The might of a bear, reinforced by iron and protected by a storm, will smite the undead loyalists and restore Petro Solidus. Okay. All the sounds come back. The lightning, the thunder, the crashes, the critters underneath you, these two shadowy figures on the floor that are running head towards all these creatures. What are you doing? Have I got my walking stick in my hand? You have everything. You have your walking stick, you have your weapons, you have absolutely everything with you. Thunder, lightning crashes all around you, like flashes light up these shadowy figures on the floor, but you can't quite make out who they are. Um, and they're, are they racing towards each other? 
this kind of like undead army and these shadowy figures. Yes. I'm going to hold my walking stick. So I'm, I'm guessing I'm racing with them, like heading towards these creatures. I'm going to hold my walking stick up. You, yeah, you are heading in the same direction, but you are hundreds of feet above them in the sky soaring. Yeah, I'm going to hold my walking stick up to the heavens uh, in this storm. And I am going to dive, dive down towards those two shadowy figures. Staff aloft. Yeah. Uh, as soon as you reach your staff out, you see the lightning strike the end of your staff, and the end of your staff, this like curled uh, uh, kind of branch of a tree, erupts on on fire, but then extinguishes immediately, as if it was like a spark of electricity, a spark of energy, and you dive down towards these figures. What are you doing as you dive down? What are you, are you trying to get to them? Where are you trying to go? I am. I want to do some epic, I think. So I'm going to wait until these two, um, kind of like the, the two shadowy figures and this kind of undead army, I'm going to wait until they're really close to each other. I want to fly down and just slam my staff on the floor before they meet. Okay. You zoom down. Like, you are falling faster than the rain can fall. You are... Uh, you're falling with style, my friend. Um heading towards these two figures and you want to slam this staff into the ground in front of the two shadowy figures but right next to the army of critters right yeah just like just in front of them just before they kind of meet i'm gonna make you roll a melee attack against the ground okay so just roll to hit that is oh that is an now is it strength or is it dex uh this will be strength okay 19 19 your staff smashes into the ground and the eruption of electronic energy like surges through the ground and you see as this army of critters tries to get even close to you some of them are vaporized in this catastrophic energy burst that you've just slammed into the ground um roll me a perception check uh 20 unnatural Unnatural. The critters ahead of you, they're not critters. They're an army of mind shadows. And the two figures behind you are Zakir and Titus. You see the lightning flash up and you see for milliseconds their faces, the faces that you've known for the last four days, charging headlong into this thing. Um, yeah, you, you absolutely vaporize a huge mound of these critters, but these critters are still coming and they're going to try and engulf you. Does a 28 hit you? <laughs> it does. Okay. They swarm around you, engulfing your body like like ants on um, a dropped apple. Like, just swarming onto it, trying to get all the nutrients out of your body, trying to claw in and get in through your eyes and in through every orifice that you have on your body. Um, all roll right, me all right. a... Steady on mind, Shadows. Let's keep it PG-13, <laughs> please. <laughs> Roll, roll if you're into it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> rule th rule, was it rule 34? It definitely exists. <laughs> rule 34, definitely. Mind shadows invading your peepee -pee hole. Um, roll me a constitution saving throw. Uh, 15 plus 3, so that's 18. You're going to take half of the damage that is coming your way right now as these things try to tear into you. You take 18 points of necrotic <laughs> damage as, this, as these things try to rip apart your body. Um... Mm. You are, yeah. Um, how much HP do you have? 
I'm actually a beefy boy. I've got 29 hit points. Oh, okay. Whoa. So that's all good. Chunky um, fella. Chunky fella. Um, yeah, it's it's your go. What are you doing? I'm going to look back and can I see Zach and Titus heading towards me? You can and you are being pulled into the ground by all these mind shadows who are clawing at you and pulling you down. You can see them. They're advancing towards you. You know it's them, but they're maybe 60 feet away from you. We do. We will cut over one second to Zakiah and Titus. And in this moment where Ark has taken all this necrotic damage, you see while he's holding Madame Mordana's hand, blood starts to run out of Ark's eyes and out of his nose and mouth as if he's being really... IRL physically hurt. Oh, hang in there, buddy. Can we get some mead? <laughs> Blackleberry mead. <laughs> no one is in this tavern. You are not getting served. Um, we cut back over to Ark. Cool. So I'm going to cast a Thunder Wave at second level. Okay. So, a wave of thunderous force sweeps out from you. Each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from you must make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, a creature takes 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet from you. There are millions of creatures all around you. I will not be doing a constitution saving throw for millions of creatures. He'll go to they 30, are... we know that. 30 <laughs> is his limit. <laughs> they, are, they are essentially acting as one single entity. So, one roll. Here we go. What do I? What? What do they need to beat? Uh, they need to beat a fourteen. Okay. Well, they got a sixteen on the dice without any pluses, so they beat it. How much damage do they take? Okay, so that is all eight plus six, fourteen plus seven. Nice. Uh, that is. What's that? Anyone? Yeah, you erupt this thunder wave you you see that all the creatures that are grabbing onto you and pulling at your feathers and your skin absolutely vaporize and disappear um, for like 20 feet around you but no sooner have you vaporized all these creatures they form again and kind of swirl around you like a whirlpool and go in to attack you again um, are you doing anything else on your turn uh, can I fly up so you're going to use 50 feet of movement to get into the air. Yep. These things are going to try and grab at you. And, yeah, they're going to try and grab at you. So I need you to make an opposed strength check, please. Mm. Uh, 18. They've got a 19. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so no. close. So you, you thunder wave. They whirlpool into you to try and grab at you. You try to shoot up. They now grab at you and have you, have you locked in these dark, twisted, like, you can't tell if they're talons, if they're claws, if they're hands. They're just all made up of this dark energy trying to pull you back down. And they successfully pull you back down to the ground and smother you in complete black, inky evil and you're back in the room with Madame Mordana. You see her go, <gasps> and lets go of your hand and pulls back, and the, the storm that you're in completely stops and falls to the floor. I'm going to draw my short sword and point it at her. I mean, I, mean I, I would. What the fuck, mate? I thought you were hitting on me. 
what was that? <laughs> she goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I, look, I probably should have explained a bit more. I, this isn't me. These are visions. These are things that are... These are things that are due to happen in your life. This is not... This is not something that I have wished upon you or want to happen. What did you see, Ark? What did you see? I saw where I died. Bummer. <laughs> Sounds like someone needs some blackberry mead. Yeah, I think you could use a you could use a stiff one. Uh, should we go pour? <laughs> Me and Titus will go get your drink. You sit down in that chair for a minute, mate. Go on. You hear Madame Modana go, I saw everything that you saw. I saw all of it. I felt all of it. The pain that you went through, the lightning, the... What did that thing say to you? <laughs> I really should have written that down, shouldn't I? Um, I wrote down Petro Solidus. Not all of it, but just that bit, because I thought it sounded like a gas station and it made me laugh a little bit. <laughs> so say something, something Petro Solidus. <laughs> you, uh, uh, you, know, you know without even a history check that the thing, whatever was speaking to you, said... The might of a bear, reinforced by iron and protected by a storm, will smite the undead loyalists and restore Petro Solidus. Have you ever heard of a thing called Petro Solidus? <laughs> do you still have your sword up against this woman's throat? I 100% do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it's, there, it's there until I get the, the um, Zack and uh, Titus come back in the room. Okay, I mean, right. I mean, they're they're in the room with you. They're still <laughs> in the room. No, we went to, to get some, we went to get some mead. There you go. There you go, mate. <laughs> There's a strong one for you. So you've you've gone out to the bar, pre-poured yourself some drinks, and you've just sat back down at the table. Mm. Okay. Um, <sighs> Where were we? <laughs> <laughs> Bummer, bro. Here, have Bummer. some booze. <laughs> Bummer, dude. Um, and she says. But you heard what they said, right? About a bear and an iron and a storm. What what is go what is going on? Have you heard of mind shadows? No, never. What are they? You need to be really, really careful. Um, we are kind of being attacked by things called mind shadows, and according to Aura Skalsgard, um, they well, we're very lucky to be dead right now what do they what do they do to you um i wipe the blood from my eyes and go this but that voice that voice that spoke out to you it sounded it sounded warm it sounded gentle it sounded like it was it sounded like it was instructing you i'm just gonna again point to all the blood that's poured out of me mm, don't know what to <laughs> Don't know what to tell you. There is blood coming out of my eyes, <laughs> woman. <laughs> she goes to the she goes to the wardrobe and she gets a couple of clean rags out of the wardrobe and hands them to you and says, "Here, wipe it all away. Please sit down, relax." So I'm gonna I'm gonna wipe it away. Uh, I'm gonna keep the rags, put them in in my bag. She then turns back to the table and she says. Does anybody, Ark, do you think this has anything to do with the letter and why you've been sent here? Yeah, 100%. We don't know what the plan is, but we think Moto Hirokoshi knows the plan. So, yeah, we're going 
go see him, see what he wants us to do. Go from there, really. Should should we go see him? Because that shit seemed pretty scary. We could just haul up here and wait for it to all blow over. <laughs> With a pint of blackberry mead. Yeah. <laughs> that you're all sipping on as this conversation goes on. Um, she gestures to Zakiah and Titus and she says, I think there's more to these visions than meets the eye. I think I need... No, no, no. Titus, you can do it. I ain't bleeding from the eyes. No way. You are not touching my hands. I put my hands behind my back. Actually, I sit on them. I sit on my hands like a child (laughs) and stare at her like, ha, you can't look at my hands. I I give her a bit of drink. I just give her a little bit of drink while she's sitting on her hands. Mm. um, By the way, Zach's already drunk two of these pints of blackberry mead in the time that we've been chatting, but she's been doing it quite sort of coyly and out of like without trying to make too much noise or draw too much attention to herself but she's already drank too okay roll me a constitution saving throw (laughs) (laughs) this is where i fuck up (laughs) um constitution saving throw. yeah oh actually uh 20 not natural modded 20 Okay, fine. You you hold your drink down very well, having previously frequented bars mm-hmm. and spent the last five years trying to drown your sorrows from what initially happened to you and your family on the planet of Ain. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you're holding your drink. Um, you see Madame Mordana gestures towards you, Titus, and says, I'm, I'm sorry to ask you, but I really think there's more in this. Uh, please, will you give me your hand? Yeah, but you have to show me how to do that eyes rolling in the back of the head thing because I feel like in my world of business, my area of expertise, that could be really useful for like a character thing. But anyway, yeah, yeah, cool. Sounds good. (laughs) She gestures for your hand, Titus. Take a deep breath. Pop the gold toothpick in. Mm. Take a hand. Her eyes again roll back into her head. And this time they're replaced with iron gates that crash down across her eye sockets, followed by iron gates that do exactly the same all around every wall in this room, emitting a massive shockwave as they hit the floor. Humongous tectonic energy that sends everything not nailed down in the room crashing to the back wall. But again, you and everyone else sat at the table unharmed. The iron gates across Madame Mordana's face glow from red to white hot and invite you into a vision. What do you do? Headbutt the gates open. (laughs) (laughs) You're headbutting your your way to hell, baby. Boom! You appear, running with purpose across the darkened wasteland of an unknown location that smoulders with embers and ash beneath your feet. You're sweating so profusely that the rain hitting your skin evaporates on impact and your greatsword is raised so high in the air that it could be mistaken for a sail on a ship guiding you into battle. Ahead of you is a mass of pure darkened evil, a tsunami of creatures that are devouring everything in their wake. Titus, roll me a perception check. And roll me a perception check with advantage. Uh, 15. Titus, you see two figures, the first to your left, running headlong into battle, into battle with you, the second hundreds of feet above you, that only reveals itself as lightning erupts across the sky. 
you also see a sheen appear across a massive 200-foot-tall object in the air that is totally obscured by dark magic. What are you doing? Well, I'm charging, I suppose, aren't I? So, I suppose I'd shout the word pricks. Like, the, like hold the it pricks. Like that. As you charge and shout the word pricks and elongate the I before the C and the K and the S, um, silence falls across your ears too and everything goes into slow motion. You, you experience voices, both angelic and demonic, that try to pierce your mind that are chanting chanting and talking and choral like voices in your head roll me an insight check oh dear that <laughs> one ladies and gentlemen <laughs> okay <laughs> you hear these voices tang- we suck at these like <laughs> visions so bad at them at the moment where you're about to hear something useful you know that thing where your ear just goes yeah (laughs) yeah titus has tinnitus (laughs) (laughs) you hear these voices in your head scrambling with each other like fighting for your fighting for like real estate in your brain trying to talk and this demonic voice in your head goes a mistake once cost you glory now it will cost you your family roll a strength saving throw 15 god (laughs) titus you feel it wasn't good enough i'm afraid you feel a death grip around your forearm that squeezes so tightly it turns your arm to dust the sword, like still aloft above your head, careens to the left as your now disfigured hand lets go of it completely. It tumbles and it pierces the figure. Hans Molman with the. That's not a knife. This is a knife. Oh, down I go. It pierces the figure next to you in the chest with the sword finding its way directly to their heart. As the sharpest point of the sword connects with the soft muscle tissue, you see the dark figure's face next to you revealed as a single tear rolls down Zakaya's cheek. You see Zakaya's body absolutely drop to the floor. You see everything that Zakaya has on her just cascade across the dust and the dirt and the smolder as these creatures come towards and engulf Zakaya's body to destroy it what are you doing uh oops so i haven't got my i feel like the the hans moleman reference was kind of out of place there but still um can i like the last thing i ever saw mate thanks for the laugh um can i so i've got one arm now basically yeah i'd like to try and fight these uh things to stop them from getting to her corpse I'm not saying that I'm going to kill them all, but they ain't taking her without going through me effectively. I mean, okay. they just did. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm only trying to make you feel bad. Titus, you, you dive towards Akaya's body, is that right? Yeah, I'm just sort of flailing with one arm with a hand axe, is what I'm thinking as well. Yeah, and sort of trying to, trying to put myself in between 
what used to be Zakaya and these things. Um, you are, you're like trying to nunchuck your way with these hand axes, throwing all these things, just trying to stop anything from getting towards Zakaya. Um, you know in 300 when the bloke's son dies and he goes into that mad rage and just starts kill, like killing everything around that's what I feel like because it's my fault that this has all happened so I feel like I'm very uh, a sort of melee attack to any anything and anyone around uh, Zach you try and defend um, and these things swarm you and Zakaya all at once does a 27 hit you? <laughs> Do you need me to answer that question? Yes, it does. <laughs> okay. It's a lot of it's dice. A lot of dice yeah. Titus, you take 34 points of necrotic damage <laughs> as this thing rips into your body, tries to tear you apart, and as you kind of... You're defending Zakaya, but you look back towards Zakaya and her body is completely... It looks like it's been pulled apart by horses. It's it's just that destroyed and desecrated. Thanks, Ollie. I didn't need to sleep tonight. <laughs> is there a ghost in my house? That's pulled apart by horses, by the way. It is. Yeah, it is. Sure. Good yeah, reference. I'll, edit, I'll edit this out. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> now, keep this in. Shout out to pulled apart by horses. Yeah, Titus, you take 34 points of necrotic damage, so... Dead. You're dead. <laughs> okay. Um, you come out of the vision... Um, Visions are always so short. <laughs> it's just like, and you fucked it. Congratulations. Thanks for playing. <laughs> you, you come out of this vision, but Titus, you're not conscious. Madame Mordana jumps up from the table and says, somebody, please help this man. And uh, Titus, you are completely unresponsive. You see blood pouring out of his eyes, his nose, his mouth, his ears. He is just slumped forward or slumped back in this chair and nothing is happening. Titus, I need you to roll me a death saving throw, please. Oh, no. Crap. I've never done this before. So that's okay. Deep- okay. So it's a D20. If you get a 10 through 20, that is a save. If you get a 1 through 9, that is a fail. Um, I don't like those odds, mate. <laughs> so yeah, Titus, roll me a death saving throw. I die because of a stupid fucking vision. Okay, uh, it's a nine. It's a nine. That's a fail. That's one fail. Um, I'm going to roll a d4. Okay, Zakaya, you are next. Ark, you will be after Zakaya, and Madame Mordana will be after uh, Ark. So, Zakaya, you're up. You have a dead Titus in front of you. What are you doing? What do you mean, what can I do? I mean, can I cast Healing Word? You absolutely can. Okay, all right. So Tell us how this works. So, uh, a creature of your choice that you can see within range regains hit points equal to 1d4 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. This spell has no effect on undead or constructs. Um... So 1d4 plus my spell casting modifier, which is plus three. Oh, hang on, no. Plus, yeah, plus three. So five is what I got. Titus, you awake, bloodied, bruised, like bleeding. You are slumped forward on this table, gasping for air. <gasps> oh my God, Zach, you got to try that. It's a hell of a trip. 
Oh my God, mate. Do you want a drink? Do you want another drink? Anybody want another drink? Before I've even asked, before anyone's replied to it, I've gone to get another drink. (laughs) (laughs) Madame Mordana looks, she's stunned. She is stood up at the end of the table, kind of hand pointing out towards you, ready to help. But you, you, you come too. Um, and she says, what the, what it, who spoke to you? Do you have any idea who that was trying to speak to you? I have no idea. All I do know is I really need to apologize to Zach when she comes back. And, and Madame Morgana kind of looks around the table and says, like, I'm not fucking about here. This is like, this is a serious look into your future. Like my, my abilities help you look further into what is possible and also what might be certain within your lives. Here's your pints, guys. Drink up. You all sip on Blackleberry Mead. Ark, covered in blood, but mostly wiped away. Titus, so near death, but just about sat up, at, propping himself up at the bar with a pint. You all got any more of those rags? <laughs> <laughs> She goes to the closet and gets you a couple of rags and say, here, keep them. I I really don't need them. Just wipe yourself off. (laughs) We're clearing her out for a rag. She's going to need a hanky like three days now and be like, shit, those bastards. Yeah, Titus. Um, She she casts Cure Wounds on you and gives you 11 HP back. Madame Mordana looks around the room and, and she says, Look, I know this is not going to be a very popular thing, but Zakiah, I think something is trying to talk to each and every one of you. Um, just give me your hand. On one condition. Two more pints. (laughs) (laughs) She goes, when we make it out of this, which we will, I pull them myself. Mm, okay. She's so a I- really bad. She's really bad at pouring. It's just going to be all head. It's all head. <laughs> it's a cappuccino beer. Um, yeah. Okay. Sure. I will down what's left of my blackberry mead. Oh yeah. Roll me another Constitution saving throw. Oh, I mean, I mean, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Let me find it. Ooh, Connie save. Uh, that's a five. That's a five. five. Okay. You have, um, (laughs) I'm going in inebriated guys. Wish me luck. (laughs) Yeah. You, you, you have, um, for the, for the duration, uh, which is about an hour, you have this, um, you have disadvantage on, uh, strength saving throws. Is that because she's got hiccups? (laughs) It's mine. (laughs) Shadows. <laughs> yeah, I, I, oh no, I've really screwed this up. At least it's true to character. She probably would get pissed before she did something like that. But uh... Sakaya has not had a drink in a very long time. Um, yeah. So you, you are filling your boots with free booze from this bar. Um, I'm going to cast Bless on Zakaya. <laughs> oh, remind us, uh, remind us of the advantages of Bless, please. I can't help but feel it's a little bit late for this personally but okay <laughs> yeah i am really sorry uh, i should have thought of this earlier because uh, i can i can use three people with one spell so it's like uh, it's just, so, <laughs> sorry oh, oh hang, hang about i can put me bear totem out as well oh so 
bless you can sorry you can bless up to three creatures of your choice within range and whenever a target makes an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends the target can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to the attack roll or saving throw could have done with that could have really done with that one brother <laughs> <laughs> so you bless zakaya as madame mordana uh outstretches her hand towards you zakaya i'll bless uh, madame mordana and titus as well Great. Okay, cool. Can I also, before going in, because I've just seen the mess that these two have come out in, can I put my bear spirit totem down, which um, gives uh, me and my allies advantage on strength checks? Although I suppose because I'm pissed, would it just average out to be normal throws? It just cancels it out, so it's just oh, normal hey, throws. So, yeah. so good. You, have, you, you drop this, uh, this for it. The forest spirit totem. This <laughs> mic um, drop of this totem. Mic <laughs> drop totem. No, this uh, this kind of like effigy of a of a bear surrounds you, like in this mystic blue light. Um, so yeah, you are no longer at disadvantage on strength saving throws. Um, Madame Mordana puts her hand out to you. Good luck. <sighs> See you on the other side, brother. As Madame Mordana touches your hand again, her eyes roll back into her head. And hundreds of jungle insects start to crawl out of her eye sockets. Oh, we're so and the best to down, us, lads. <laughs> and down her arms and up towards your face. You see the room around you become entangled in like these really constrictive vines and tropical flowers start to bloom. And a downpour of rain starts above your heads and starts to fill this room very Jumanji style. Um, Flowers then bloom from Madame Mordana's eyes and grow white hot again, inviting you into a vision. What do you do? Look at all those chickens. <laughs> Sorry, I heard you say vines got very excited. <laughs> I can't believe you've done this. Can can Ark start like just eating some of the insects? Like, oh, oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> Ark's mm. loving this. Ark, We're starving. You... They haven't even got any pork scratchings behind the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Ark, you gorge yourself on these um, on these bugs. Roll me a Constitution saving throw. <laughs> That's a four. That's a four. You immediately throw up. These bugs are these bugs are not the ones that you would normally eat. They're not part of your normal cuisine. Um, <laughs> you can feel as you eat them, even though you chomp into them, they're still moving and rummaging around in your beak and in your throat. And you feel some of them try to start crawling down the back of your throat. Yeah, I heave. <laughs> you heave and get rid of these bugs. Um, it is a- Wednesday, my dudes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great vine. Very good vine. Zakaya, you're being invited into a vision. What do you do? Um, <laughs> I think it's really fitting as well because Ollie went, there's loads of vines coming out. <laughs> That's what got me. I just started giggling. That's all I could think of. Just like the the creatures of the night. Just to say, for anyone under uh, under thirty, Vine is a uh, social media uh, social network that kind of like started and failed. Mm. And for everyone who's over thirty, Vine is a social media uh, network that started and failed. So it's just it's a very thin range of people who know what Vine is. Yes, yes, Uh, we are big fans. what would you say, real quickly, is your favourite vine ever? Uh, I got, if you can uh, answer for this, gone. Uh, I want to be a cowboy, baby. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> my 
Mine is either, um, I dropped my croissant. That's mine. <laughs> or there's another one, which is, look at all those chickens. chickens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, love, really I love the guy one. who's like, stop, I could have dropped my croissant. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the other one I really like, I can't remember his name, but he's a YouTuber now, but he goes, can I have some chicken strips? He goes, fuck chicken you, chicken strips. strips. <laughs> <laughs> the one that tickles me as well is when they do the wrapping with Kermit. And he's like, and the one where the guy's like i can't believe you've done this oh fuck i can't believe you've done this yeah oh my god i can't believe you've done this <laughs> actually now that we're on the conversations about vines my other one is like is that a weed i'm calling 999 at uh, 911 and he puts 911 in the microwave and it goes hello what is your emergency <laughs> And the guy in the car where he's like, road works ahead. Yeah, I sure hope it does. When we were in New York for for Mania, I did that every time we went past one of those signs. Every single time. Okay. Anyway, diversion. Zakai, are you stepping into this vision? I am. I'm stepping into this vision. You appear, again running with purpose across this apocalyptic wasteland that Again, smoulders beneath your feet. You see the tsunami of creatures straight ahead of you. Um, roll a perception check. Uh, okay. Uh, 20, but not natural again. I keep getting a lot of 17s, so <laughs> that's a modded 20. You see two figures, the first to your right, larger than you are, running at the evil ahead. The second, again, hundreds of feet above you, Casting an intermittent shadow of a bird on the ground as lightning erupts across the sky. Even with a modded 20, you know the figure to your right is Titus. The one above you is Ark. And dead ahead are, of course, the army of mind shadows, whispering demonic enchantments. But further off into the distance, hundreds of feet above the mind shadow tsunami, you see the floating mechanical monstrosity in the crucifix position, bellow and roar, 180 foot tall, three times the size of its normal height, plane walker. And it, it bellows at you. You feel the ground rumble and shake underneath you. Damn. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little bit tipsy, but I'm sure that's as big as it looks like it is. Crap. Okay. Um, I'm going to, with a quick glance to make sure my companions are still going in the same direction, I am going to charge towards the army of Mind Shadows so I can get within range to attack. You check. You see Titus to your right, heading the way you are. You look up into the sky. You see Ark full-blown charging the time slows down and a silence falls across your ears too zakaya as again multiple voices try to command an audience with your subconscious roll me an insight check with advantage okay not that one <laughs> i got on that one <laughs> And a three, so <laughs> also got tinnitus from the gig that we went to, supposedly. In Ian. You hear a warmer, gentler voice 
reach out to you, which has like very dark undertones. So it sounds as if a very angelic thing is talking to you, but could possibly have some dark elements to it. And you hear the voice say, The might of the bear, reinforced by the iron and protected by the storm, will smite the undead loyalists and restore Petrosolidus. You are the bear. I'm the bear, bitches! You <laughs> scream this out loud as this tsunami of creatures comes towards you. Um, what are you doing? Um, I'm going to cast Thunderwave. The same way okay. that I made my debut, I'm going to try and just kill as many of them before they can get to me and grab me yes. with their inky hands. Okay. Also, I started trying to write that down and then realized it was very similar to, to Arcs, and I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, what saving throw am I making here? Uh, constitution. Okay. These, these monsters only got a seven, so they're going to take full damage. Roll this up. Uh, right. So overall, my 2d8s were a seven. Seven. Okay. Uh, so uh, seven damage. You see, again as uh, Ark may have mentioned in the room, but uh, these these mind shadows disperse. They're like 20 feet around you, they're all gone. And as soon as they're gone, they start to try and engulf you again. Um, are you doing anything with else with your turn? I don't think so. There's nothing really else I can do. No more bonus actions or anything, really. Okay. Um, cantrips you can cast, can't you? Do they count as an action though obviously they count as an action despite not counting as a spell slot I remember you saying no in that case just stand and and beside my companions and wait for the inevitable fuck (laughs) you 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 stand your ground um, still running I imagine with Mm. like headlong into battle Um, yeah this these demonic things are going to try and tear at your body does a 13 hit you yeah, it does. It does. It does. It, mm, does. it does. Okay, so even with a 13, even by only rolling a nat 1 on <laughs> trying to attack you. Yeah, my armor um, class is only 12. Yeah, okay, so with a 13, um, they they rip into your body with this necrotic energy. Um, and you take 19 points of necrotic damage. Okay. How are you looking? I'm alive, but I have one <laughs> HP. <laughs> I am barely hanging on. Oh my goodness! Okay, well, the, yeah, this it, it rips into your body and tries to tries to pull you apart again. Um, tries to sink into your mind and um, it this just this dark necrotic energy, which is just covering every inch of your body. Um, you are. You are not dead. You are not down. It is your go again. Okay. I'm. Can I attempt to... Oh, that's my last spell slot, though, if I do that. Sod it. I'm going to go for it. So I am going to attempt to restrain these uh, mind shadows with Entangle. So my last spell slot will be that. So grasping weeds and vines sprout from the ground. Anyone else want to do a vine? <laughs> Free Shavakadu! Brown James. James. I got a basketball game tomorrow. <laughs> I'm sure I got a basketball game tomorrow. I'll play 
Grasping weeds and vines sprout from the ground in a 20-foot square, starting with a point, starting from a point within range. For the duration, these plants turn the ground in the area into difficult terrain. A creature in the area, when you cast a spell, must succeed on a strength-saving throw or be restrained by the entangling plants until the spell ends. A creature restrained by the plants can use its action to make a strength check against your spell save DC. On a success, it frees itself. Okay, strength save coming up. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. That was a 26. Oh. Um, so these, <laughs> <laughs> these mind shadows break through all of your vines and go straight towards you again. That was fun and while it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you, I don't know, like... Iron Man held these things, Hulk mm. held these things off from like just absolutely raining down on you and tearing you apart, but they go in for another attack. Does a 19 hit you? I know it already does. It does. Um, it, no, it does, it does. Okay, uh, you have one hit point of damage. Um, so without even rolling, we, you're down. I'm down, I'm dead, that's it. You're down. I'm done. You're down. And you're back in the room, sat down at this table, but you are, you are bleeding out. You are unconscious. Um, let me roll a dice a second. It's Titus's go, then Madame Mordana's go, then Ark's go. Um, Titus, you see Zakaya slump forward on the table, blood pouring out of her. What are you doing? I haven't got any magic. I'm not the magic bastard. I'm just... <laughs> I'm the thunder bastard, not the magic bastard. <laughs> oh, sorry. One second. Sorry, Titus, before your go, Amy, roll me a death saving throw. Oh, I didn't do that, did I? Oh, no. Uh, that's just, um, you said to Adam, didn't you? It's literally nine or below is a fail. Yeah. Ten or above is a, okay. Yep. Eighteen. 18, you get a pass. That's one save. You're not back up and conscious yet, but that is one save. Titus, it's your go. Can I attempt CPR? You can, You absolutely can. You can, do, um, you can do what's called a medicine check. So if you do D20 plus your medicine modifier, you can try and stabilize Zakaya. Okay. That's what I'll do. I will say here, guys. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> I will say here that a failed medicine check is two death saves <gasps> because you are immediately putting your hands on somebody to try and save them. So Titus, if you fail this, Zakaya will be one death save away from death. What if I don't do anything then? <laughs> <laughs> any, any potions? Um, Adam, you have already chosen what you're going to do, so I'm going to have to ask you to roll. Ah, shit. So sorry. That's all right. Don't worry. You tried. You tried, my love. It's all right, though, because I've been rolling really well so far. <laughs> exactly. It's. <laughs> Come on, Titus. makes a sword attack. <laughs> he backflips into me. Yeah. 19. Yeah. 19. Okay. Get in there. Okay, with a no, okay nineteen, and what was what's the plus to that? What's your medicine? What's it's just your a, a zero? It's just a zero. Okay, fine. Zakaya, you you are stabilized. You have got no HP, so you're not conscious. Mm -hmm. but you're not rolling death saves right now. 
Um, Considering what he's done in previous episodes, I wouldn't have been surprised if Ollie went, and you needed a 20, that's two dead <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's Madame, Mo- Mo- uh, Madame Morgana's turn and she rushes over to you, Zakiah, and she casts Cure Wounds on you. Um, you get eight hit points back oh. and you you come round. Uh, <gasps> you awake from your comatose near-death experience. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Oh, Titus, thank you so much. I can't believe you did that knowing you had zero medicine. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. May have got a little bit carried away and had too much mead. Got, well, <laughs> felt, felt right in the moment. Oh, God. Oh, man, I'm going to have such a hangover tomorrow. Oh. Yeah, this this room is just like a scene of people who have... It looks like they've just had too much fun drinking, but are... Just slumped over at this table, worse for wear. Um, Madame Hold Morgana. Hold on, any more of those rags knocking about? Uh, <laughs> I'm afraid she we're chucks... fresh out of rags. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> she chucks you a couple of rags from the closet. Um, they're the last rags that she has, so that that's it. Um, the uh, yeah, they all need to go to the dry cleaners at this point. Um, but she chucks you the last rag, and uh, she says, "What?" The actual fuck was that massive fucking thing in the sky. So we've seen that bastard before. It was nowhere near as big as that. I mean, it was bloody huge in the dream. I, I know I'm a bit bit half cut, but it was huge. We saw it in the basement of this facility that we were raiding and it chased us. And then it sort of like crashed into the ocean and we, we don't know where it is now, but it, we think it's still out there. Archentitus, you didn't see this vision. It was so Planeswalker, fir- guys. Can I tell them? Mm. It was Planeswalker. If that's still alive, maybe Squiddy's still alive. <laughs> there is hope. Every cloud Every has cloud. a horrific lining. <laughs> I, I love I love if Squiddy's actually the, the big bad of the whole campaign. Mm. <laughs> like he's the true evil. That's yeah. that's what you have to think about. It's going to oh, be so I... funny when we find like the the boss, and then he takes his face off, and it's Squiddy, a giant <laughs> like, squid. <laughs> How do we not notice all eight of his arms? Scooby Doo didn't like him from the beginning, but we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Madame Modana is. She's in shock. She's. She says, "You've seen that thing before. It was two hundred feet tall. You've seen that thing before in real life." So it was it was a little bit smaller when we uh, when we were attacked by it. Um, you guys, this was it was enormous. It was like she says, two hundred feet tall. I mean, that's not Planeswalker, right? That is there another one maybe that we don't know anything about? Big brother, yeah. Ark, you have some dealings with Planeswalker. Do you know if that's if there's a bigger one somewhere that you haven't told us about? Um, do I? This is Darley. Do I know if charging it up? increases the size of planeswalker you would uh no you, you sorry you would know that um for a thing to be that size it would need to be built that size okay um so i say to zakai did you do you see any markings on it did it say mark three i didn't see anything it was just black and hideous and surrounded by this army 
it was it was soaring up above them like it was behind them. I mean, it was definitely on their side. Put it that way. Well, that's so. I guess we well we've clearly seen how we all die. At least at least I I took out. God, I think I took maybe a thousand of them. I'd say I took I killed a thousand of them. How many did you kill, Zakaya? I um, I think maybe um, uh, about thirty. No, and and um, Titus, how many? How many oh, did you kill? Oh well, uh, oh, do I want to carry the four? I lost count. I've got to be honest. Um. I yeah. Uh, that wasn't the, was, his own blood was, on him. That's the blood of his enemies on him. Yeah, there was yeah. Uh, all the all the freaky scary things. Zach, uh, some more of the freaky scary <laughs> things. Huh? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. I I was there, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um, you see, you see, in this moment of you all discussing uh, how well you did in your visions, <laughs> that Madame Mordana has returned to the table with um, two more pints of blackberry mead for you all. Ooh. Um, hold on, one sec. I'm, I'm going to roll a luck check. See how well she poured these pints. Oh no! Oh no! She got a nineteen. She uh, they're, oh. they're, hey. very, they're very well poured. This ain't her first um, rodeo. Nope. And she slams them down <laughs> on the table, puts them in front of you, and she says, "Whatever the fuck these Mayan shadows are doing to you, however you're involved in this, I." I have to get you to Mr. Hirokoshi, don't I? The visions, more often than not, show what is certain about each and every single one of your futures. But these mind shadows, they they seem to be plaguing these visions and taking them to another worldly place that I have never experienced before. I'm not going to ask any one of you to go into another vision with me, but please, if just put your hands on my shoulders and just all link arms a second round this table, please. Just a quick heads up. Maybe don't do the whole vision thing on that date. Just okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> she remembers. Not she on goes, the first date anyway. You might be into it by the third. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She she suddenly remembers that she has a date to go on to get you a holocard. Um, no, she she gestures to you all to kind of like she wants a hand on each shoulder and then you all to link arms. Yeah, yeah. We're all a bit weak, but should we go for it? Yeah, I, I think it's a bit it's a bit awkward when uh, Ark links arms with Zakaya. <laughs> oh no, we, we we sort of made up a little bit, didn't we? I'm glad it was that easy to make up with someone who's uh, killed all your family. Thank you. No, it, yeah, it, no, he's right. He's right. It's um, he's a little. We've bit got awkward. a we've got a secret handshake now. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's, uh... You know when I bombed your family? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, he's right. It would be. It's slight, it's slightly <laughs> awkward as you as you grasp at each other. I mean, Ark, you were literally, I don't know, twenty minutes ago dosy doed into the room by linking arms, but this feels this feels different. Um and Madame Mordana picks what looks like um like rectangular little bones off of the table. Um and she says 
look, let's just try the Destiny Stones. I, I can normally determine a lot more from any of the visions with how they fall. And you see a pile of these 12 perfectly carved uh, domino-shaped bones on the table with like in close proximity to each other. You can tell from the color that they are. They once used to be like a pure white, but have been bleached by sunlight and oils from skin. And she scoops them up in a single hand and gestures to you all and says, everybody just focus on what's in my hand right now and everybody close your eyes. Um, yeah, she holds her hands super high over the table with all your eyes closed and all linking. Um, she lets these stones or these little rectangular, you know, porcelain bone things drop through her hands. And you expect when something is falling between filtering through the thing, the fingers of somebody's hand, that it's going to make a clattering on the floor. And she kind of smirks a little bit, kind of like, huh? opens her eyes and she sees that the bones are levitating in midair completely off the wooden surface of the floor and she's shocked she doesn't know what to do um are all of your eyes still closed mm -hmm. absolutely okay she she doesn't know what to make of this and she panics and she grabs the stones again and she chucks them straight up into the air. No, just dropping them. She chucks them, closes her eyes, and she hears the clatter on the table, and she's relieved. And then she opens her eyes, and she goes, oh, finally. And she sees that the 12 stones have fallen to create a perfect triangle in the center of the table. And that's where we're in our session. Oh! Oh! Hey, no one got shot at the end, at least. Also, congrats, Ark, for not dying. The only one who didn't, besides Madame Mordana. <laughs> and uh, it's great as the healer not to have cast a healing spell for this episode. So yes. uh, you're welcome, everyone. You were no good at healing this episode. Um, if you want to at us and tell us how bad these guys are at rolling, um, you can get us at <laughs> Dice Death Pod on uh, Instagram, on Twitter. Um, you should leave us a five-star review as well because it really helps us out. Tell people about this podcast. Um, yeah, tell all your friends about it. If they love performative Dungeons & Dragons, um, this is the place to be. Uh, Jamie, if people really enjoy you and your contribution to this podcast, where can they find you on social media? You always say it so sarcastically. Um, you could find me on Twitter. I'm at Jemu1987. And Amy, where can people find you on the social media? So on Twitter, I am at Amy underscore Mallet. And then on Instagram, I am at, I think they're for I Amy. And Adam, help us all out by having one Instagram or Twitter handle, please. Uh, what, how yes. can people find you on social media? Yeah, all the same for, uh, for the gram and for Twitter, at Adam Wilborn. Thank you so much for playing this week, guys. Um, we will see you all next week for a new episode of No Dice. But until then, bye, guys. Bye. bye.